You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Therapy is a great thing to do. If, if you feel like you're at a point where you need to talk about things with someone uh, uh, coming from an objective point of view, who can also provide you with tools to, you know, help mitigate, you know, some of that, that, that stress or anxiety. And so that's something that, you know, I, I do try to put into practice. The world moves so fast. We're so constantly inundated. It's really, really important to just take any time that you can for yourself, no matter how short it is, like just any time where you can just kind of just exist. We talked about a lot of those themes on on Comedian, for sure. You know, um, that was something that kind of, there is a kind of like a, a thread of, I feel, kind of anxiety through through the whole whole record, whether in the the way the vocals sound at certain times, um, yeah, even just the guitar tones and things like that. It, it can be a pretty frantic record at times. Hey, what's up, Vox and Hopsheads? I'm Matt, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, brought to you by Sound Talent Media and Evergreen Podcasts, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians, talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. I hope that you had a great weekend. I most certainly did. This Vox and Hops episode is presented by Heavy Montreal. Heavy Montreal are Montreal's premier metal promoter, and if you are ever in Montreal and are looking for a killer gig to go to, well, Heavy Montreal will have you covered. I'm beyond stoked to have Heavy Montreal behind the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast. Now, with today's artist spotlight, I'm very stoked to be shining some light on Amphidian Eye. Amphidian Eye are a killer band from Reykjavik, Iceland. Back in 2021, they dropped a killer album called Desolate, and here is a track from that. Get ready, everyone. This is Sequential Descent. Yeah. 
I'm super stoked to be showcasing Ophidia and I. I'm actually a really big fan of Desolate. Uh, Christian Donaldson, my guitarist, produced it, so I'm super stoked about that. Ophidia and I are now busy writing their follow-up to Desolate. You can catch their guitarist, Dan Conradson, because uh, he's hitting the road on the European festivals because he is a member of Aborted. So go and catch Aborted and say hi to Dan if you do see him. Desolate dropped back in July of 2021, and I'm a huge fan of this record. Massive thanks to Ophidia and I for being on today's Artist Spotlight. Now, before we jump into today's episode, I'd just like to ask you to follow the Vox and Hoffsonal podcast on the podcast platform of your choice. But more than that, I would love for you to tell a friend about the podcast. If there's someone in your life that is just a killer all-around musician, well, you should absolutely let them know that the Vox and Hoffsonal podcast exists. You can tell them that there are over 400 episodes where I sit down with some of the world's best metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you were to encourage one of your musical friends to become a brand new Vox and Hops head, that would be something that I would truly appreciate. Now, today in the podcast, I'm very stoked to be with Anthony Kwan of Without Waves. Get ready, everyone. This is Vox and Hops, episode number 413. I warn you, what you are about to hear is very disturbing indeed. Hey, what's up, everyone? Today I'm with Anthony Kwan of Without Waves. It's Anthony, how are you doing? How's it going, dude? Thanks for having me. Very, very stoked to be with you. As I was mentioning before we pushed record here, uh, I am talking to you thanks to the power of my inbox. The Vox and Hops inbox has uh, many PR messages that come daily, and sometimes I miss some of the stuff that I should be uh, checking out. And thanks to Metal Trenches, the YouTube channel, uh, awesome content creator. I was checking out all the year-end wrap-up stuff, and and there was this album, Comedian, which, funnily enough, I had downloaded because the album art is so interesting, and I trend, tend to just add stuff that looks cool, but I don't think I actually got around to actually really listening to it until I saw the Metal Trenches promotion about you guys. It was definitely right up my alley. If anyone knows me, they know that I love uh, extreme music, progressive music, uh, music that can't be labeled properly. Um uh, so I reached out to uh, Prosthetic Records, Will specifically, to set up this chat, and here we are. I'm very, very stoked to be with you. Well, let's start with a very simple, how has 2023 been so far? Uh, it's been good, yeah. Uh, we, uh, as a band, I mean, we went on uh, an East Coast run, like a shorter East Coast run before the uh, beginning of the year. Uh, and now we're actually up in, we're in Madison right now. We're going to play a show in about an hour, hour and a half, or whatever the case, so... Um, it, it's fun. Yeah. I'm jealous that you're playing a show tonight and I'm not. It's been far too long since Crypt Chops. He's been on stage. So yeah, yeah, we'll come back eventually and we'll hopefully hit up, uh, the Madison area, the, the Chicago area. Um, Absolutely. I appreciate you taking the time before a gig. Cause I know that a lot of people have like pre-show rituals and I hope that uh, you still have some time for some of your rituals. What would your rituals be before you step on stage after we finish this interview? Oh, wow. Yeah. That's a great question. Those have changed over the years. I think like there, there were times where I was doing a lot of like uh, vocal warm-ups and things like that. So usually sitting in this position in my car, actually. <laughs> it's funny how that becomes the spot. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it does, depending on your green room setup or whatever. But um, yeah, late, lately, like uh, a lot of what I do is just like I make sure I stay as hydrated as I can be. Uh, and then uh, a little bit of like uh, just kind of mouth stretching and then... Um, some vocal warm-ups prior to so yeah it's something that happens that they, they evolve over time as we tour more and more because there's that fear 
that we're going to lose our voice because I don't know if it's like this thing that happens that our family members are like, how are you doing that? You're going to destroy your voice comments that, that echoes its way into our brain. And then the more that we do it, the less we end up doing before the show, which is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. There, there is something to that, you know, just as, as far as, uh, um, I've had a lot of people say that too, where it's just like, I can't believe you, you can do that. Sometimes when you're, I was just talking to, um, uh, the singer from uh, we're playing with the band uh, Faith Hills Have Eyes about this. And he was asking the same question, you know, and it's just like, yeah, you know, like if, if I go into it, just kind of clear headed, do a little bit of stretching. Like, oh, yeah, that's a, that's the best I can hope for. Actually. Oh, so. yeah, because it's, it's tension that will cause more uh, issues once you're live and you're not comfortable and then you're nervous and then it throws you into a real shithole. You need to be really relaxed when you're performing extreme vocals, despite the way that it looks, which yeah, is half yeah. to battle because we have to make it look really difficult, but it's not. <laughs> yeah, I know. And like, I don't, I don't nearly do as, as like much like just the, the craziness, like uh, as far as what you do as far as, cause you, you have gone from like, like you have true, like, just like the thickness of your screams and stuff like that. Well, Whereas you. I'm more of a, I, f I think I'm more of a, maybe like a, a shouter overall, but like Ooh, just I... being able to kind of go back uh, and forth between, you know, singing, screaming, singing, screaming, you know, as clearly as possible. Like, you know, that's, that's something, um, it, 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 it is difficult, especially if you're like wound up, you know, I'll show up to shows sometimes where it's just like, if I'm anxious, like I can, I can tell. I can definitely tell. So, yeah. Well, I will help you a little bit with the hydration part of your pre-show ritual yeah. right now. It's Vox and Hops. Let's do it. Uh, Vox and Hops is all about hanging out with my metal friends, talking about their lives and music while sharing craft beers typically. Now, you're sitting in your car, so I will not let you drink a beer just in case a cop comes around. So so what, what are you going to be drinking tonight? I have uh, this water uh, brand called... Um, Clairebrun? Okay. Clairebrun? I don't know. It sounds fancy, that's for sure. Yeah, it's, it's pure drinking water. Um, so it is water, purified by reverse osmosis. So yeah, yeah, I am staying hydrated, so... Very good. But you did mention before we press record that you, you do have a six pack that you would like to promote without drinking. Yeah. So we're up in Wisconsin. And so I got a six pack of uh, New Glarus Brewing Company. They're nice. very popular up here. Uh, this was one that I grabbed. It's a honey log. Um, I don't know if it's their most popular beer or whatever the case, but um, yeah, well, when in Rome, you know. Absolutely. And then the honey will, you know, after the set, if you enjoy some of those, might actually help your voice uh, in a different way. As mm -hmm. in what are you yeah. I have a something funky here from a brand new brewery. Up, I'm up here in Quebec in Montreal. Uh, this brewery is from the city of Quebec in the province of Quebec. It's brand new. Uh, they just got their tap room up and running back in December 2022. This is from Nano Cinco. They've been doing like this whole weird like fast food reference things. So this one's called Pizza Two for One in French, though Pizza de Pourin. It's a thing up here. I think it's a thing in the whole world, and where you you buy one pizza and you get two. You pay for one pizza and you get two, two for one pizzas. Anyways, this is a double IPA, which is uh, with hopped with brew one, Nelson Sauve, Citra, Eldorado, Incognito hops. It's a 7.6% double IPA. Uh, I am stoked about Nano Cinco. I have not met anyone from them, I don't believe, but uh, I'm a huge fan of what they've been doing, especially on the haze side. So I'm excited to pour this out. While I'm pouring this out, I would love to hear about your very first beer. My very first beer. That was probably, 
Oh my God. It was the worst beer ever. It's probably a natural ice. Um, yeah, I was, I was good in, uh, high school. I really didn't drink at all in high school. Um, maybe a Mike's hard lemonade or something random like that. But, um, yeah, once I got into college, that was like the beer of choice, just because that's what anyone could get their hands on. And that was the 30 pack. Yeah. When you're 19 and you can't buy it yourself, like, yeah, 30 pack cheap gets the job done. Awful beer. Yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) It it totally fueled my summer slaughter 2008 run my first yeah. u.s tour with crypt chopsy that's all we drank that we we only drank that and it was just <laughs> horrible but yet super fun you know those memories that we we can't forget uh you do live in chicago or i assume you're from chicago i could be wrong yes, here yeah. so, so you do live in chicago which is basically a craft beer mecca uh have you ever since then progressed into the world of craft beer a little bit you know i've i've I'm definitely not a huge craft beer guy overall. I, I actually past couple of years I've gotten really into wine. Uh, and so I've, I've gone down like that red wine rabbit hole and kind of figuring out like the difference in taste profiles and stuff like that. But usually when I'm drinking beer, um, I, I usually like to keep it, keep it simple. Like I got, I have, um, I don't know if I'm celiac, I'm not celiac, but I have sort of a gluten intolerance sometimes. So I, I, if I'm drinking like the heavier beers or like hoppier beers, if I have too many of those, those will mess with me a little. Um, so I usually, I usually keep it like, I usually go with like a, um, beer for tacos. I forget the the name of the company. So it's like a, me- a Mexican lager basically, I would assume. Yeah. It's their version of a cerveza. Uh, and then it's like lime and salt. Oh my God. I can't remember the name of the company, but beer for tacos. That's a tasty one in the summer. So. Hell yes, I like that very much. Uh, classic Vox and Hops question. The soundtrack of your youth when you were growing up in your parents' or guardians' house. What music was playing when you were not in control of the radio? What music did your parents or guardians listen to? Wow. Um, I remember my stepdad really liked... He was a big Elvis fan. Um, my mom liked a lot of uh, musicals like Andrew Lloyd Webber and things like that. We couldn't we couldn't get away from those in the nineties for some reason. <laughs> no, no, that was like such a an apex of that. Um and then uh my dad, um, he was really into like uh I think R and B. So I remember um my dad lived in Ohio when I was growing up, so I'd visit him a couple times a year. And uh I think the first tape I w- wore out, this is probably kind of embarrassing to say, but I don't give a fuck. Uh, was the second Boys to Men record? Like oh, hell yes. <laughs> those harmonies were tight, man. Oh man, yeah they 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 knew what they were doing. That was like I think Babyface was writing a lot of their songs mm. at that point. What was the hit on that one? Uh, probably think, a, probably a lot of them, but <laughs> end, end of the Road was like a oh, super yeah. popular one. They but, still they know, still finished with that, yeah. Yeah, I was more into the deep cuts, you know, but. <laughs> <laughs> That's super sick. At what point did uh, you start bringing music into the house? And uh, what was your parents' reaction to you uh, having your own musical identity? I was maybe 12, 13, like right when uh, it was like 98, 99. And so I remember kind of going out of like being around all my friends, listening to like hip hop and R&B and stuff like that. And then someone... I don't know, gave me a corn CD. And then I was like, wait, oh, this sounds like this, but this is way heavier or whatever. And 
that became a bridge to everything else. So corn was probably, yeah, that was kind of like my gateway band for getting into metal. So Absolutely. Yeah. Same, same. Very similar to my path. Uh, Marilyn Manson first and then corn and then ah, yeah. everything else afterwards. It was just like a spiral of how can we get heavier? How can it be more extreme i was a very sheltered child how could it be more scary <laughs> i remember falling asleep to antichrist superstar and being like i'm i'm there's bad things that are going to happen to me because i'm falling asleep to antichrist and this is a true story <laughs> uh, at what point did um music become a part of your life like guitar wise voice um I, you're hard to pin down because you sound like a singer like when i was doing my research after discovering the band through comedian and i wouldn't have been surprised if you were a standing singer and not doing both the fact that you're doing both i'm on the fence of did you sing first or did you play guitar first basically uh both kind of happened at the same time so with, without waves it's interesting because three out of the four of us we've been playing together since we were 16 um yeah, my guitar player, Zach, and drummer Gary, we started playing. And um, we were initially just like, I mean, we were doing Slayer covers, System of Down covers. So um, it was kind of a combination of like screaming and singing for me because I just, I was like the vocalist pretty much right away. Um, and then. Was that because you wanted to be or out of necessity? Um, probably a little bit of both. Like, I, I think when we were trying to kind of figure those things out. Yeah. I mean, it just sort of naturally kind of fell in that way. Zach wasn't initially even playing guitar. Um, and then he, he eventually kind of discovered the instrument, um, and got really good really quickly. Um, and then, yeah, we basically just kind of found ourselves, um, playing, playing a bunch of thrash stuff, uh, in the band previous to without waves. And then John, our bass player, he, yeah, he's been with us since since college. So I mean, it's been a long time that we've been we've all been together. So look, you guys just blossoming together. I like it. I think that I love right? hearing yeah. stories about this. Like we started a band, and I'm in. I've been in one band, and I'm like, wow. <laughs> Compared it to like other like, people we talk to, like let's say Bryce Butler, the drummer of Shadow of Intent, he's been in like every fucking band. <laughs> it's just crazy. <laughs> Dude, it's, it's unique, man. Like, and, and it's, it's really cool having that, you know, consistency overall of just like, you know, I guess knowing the other people around you, obviously like you benefit from playing with other people too, you know, but like it's, it's unique in the sense that like we've been doing, and then without waves has been around since 2010. So, um, you know, we've been kind of in this, we intent, we started without waves kind of with the intent of being able to kind of do whatever we want you know, without it necessarily. Well, well, you definitely have. That's for damn sure. Um, with the genre blending that I'll be, I'm building towards that still. I'd love to hear about the first musical show that you went to go see. Do you remember the first live musical experience that you went to? My first like big real concert was, that was actually, that was corn. That was the me too. I think. Me, me, was me, it really? I think it might've been. Or I think it might have been corn. I think I think that's it. But it was the album before. I think I just follow the leader. Me. Yeah. Oh, follow the leader. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember. I was into them at that point, but we didn't see them. It was like, oh god, it must have been like October of '99. So it was like a month before their fourth record, Issues, came out. And it was them. It was Stained, and then uh, Mindless Self Indulgence Hell opened yes. up. Oh yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, which is always a trip. Uh, well, it was always a trip back back then. I don't know if they're still active, but they were fun to watch. They're, um, they're on and off, I think, a little bit. But they're they're they were fucked up. Yeah, I saw them at a really small club once. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, no, that was that was the first show. A couple of friends and I and my my dad took us to see it. And so cool. Um, he was he's funny too because um, my dad, my stepdad, I call him my dad because he's been in my life since I was four. But um, he was a school teacher. Oh, and, cool. Uh, what 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 age so he, what age did he teach? Uh, junior, junior high, primarily. Okay. He's still in in education and whatnot. Really, he's, uh, at a school in Chicago, and whatnot. but um, yeah, the he took us to the show, and so he was aware of of corn, but you know, like <laughs> it's pretty far from not, Elvis. Yeah, yeah, not a fan. <laughs> and uh, I remember, you know, we got there, and then we went to the show, and like you know, our thirteen, fourteen year old selves were just like having a great time we're leaving and he's like yeah i uh i really like I, sting has really changed and i was like damn <laughs> yeah, i don't know no that was stained that wasn't that wasn't sting from the police yeah <laughs> like, damn imagine yeah. that imagine imagine sting was aaron lewis <laughs> I would, I you know, corn sting to her. I think that should happen. That would be. I think nowadays it could, it could, it could be pulled off <laughs> better no. than in 1999. That's for damn sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Comedian came out uh, prosthetic records January 14th, an early release 2022. Um, I've been saying it a lot. I've said it a few times. You, you've named yourself as a post progressive. Is is the 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 t- term that you like to go by? Created without waves back in 2010 so that you can do whatever the fuck you wanted and that's exactly what you guys have done there 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 seems to be no limitations whatsoever is that easy or does that make writing songs harder i think uh, maybe a little bit of both because you know i guess from an artistic standpoint you allow for whatever uh coming out to come out you know and so it's kind of a safe space for that where you can kind of actually experiment and mess around and not necessarily be uh, held back by, um, you know, a different way you go about it, you know what it is, and then you're trying to kind of get to that goal. Um, at the same time, um, Zach and I, you know, we're the primary songwriters, like, uh, we are prone to be, um, pretty highly critical of ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of, a lot of our writing over the years, like every, every single record that we've done, we've gotten better and more efficient at writing and recording and so, like, right now, for example, I'm pretty stoked because uh, so far since we've been back home, we probably have, from the tour uh, in December, like, we probably have, like, four four songs. Already, nice. Which nice. is really good for us. Like, like normally, like, we're, we're, we're pretty, we, we take our time. We let things kind of, like, sit for a little bit. But um, I think as time has gone on, uh, it has become easier. With that being said, you know, we kind of go about it where like, we don't know what something is until we have, you know, maybe a grouping or collection of songs that kind of bring it together. Comedian was probably our best foot forward as far as like most of those songs were written over a two to three year period, as opposed to Lunar, the previous record, that record was probably written over like a five or six year period, you know? So there's like that record to me sounds like maybe two or three different versions of ourselves. Whereas comedian feels a little bit more uh, congealed. It's just, it's just like hashing down the identity because there's just the, there's too many doors to be explored if if there are no unexplorable genre. 
if you understand what I mean, when, when you started Absolutely, in 2010, yeah. it was like, you could do anything. And you guys, you and Zach basically had been doing it for so long together with Gary that you could have like started four bands together and have four different projects, but you decided to put everything into one and make it flow seamlessly, which is something that you have achieved with comedians. So you've really like hashed down, like, this is our identity. Yes, we are a bunch of stuff, but this this is what without waves is and and now when you're writing new songs you basically have that framework to work within that umbrella that encompasses what you guys are the entity of the band and you have the critical acclaim that comedian receives so you know that you're onto something so that, that, that must make it a little bit easier absolutely yeah i think especially we put a lot of work into this record um you know j- just both conceptually and you know, it, it, it all kind of pieced together as we were writing, as we were recording, figuring out artwork and lyrical themes that just we, you know, were writing and then we're like, oh, wow, that's connected to this. Like, there's a lot there. Like, if you really kind of even just read through the lyrics, there's a, a, a definite thread running through the whole whole record. So, yeah, with that foundation, it's good. At the same time, too, I sometimes struggle because I, I do want to you know definitely i don't know improve that identity too every time you release something you want it to be better than what you released before you know so it's like fine tuning like a back to beer um unlike (laughs) the the what's happening in the modern craft beer scene where beer breweries have to release two three beers every month to keep uh, customers enticed uh, the classic belgian way of making beers is they make a beer and they're like this is our beer and then they remake it all the time like every week they're remaking a thing so on an album scale of thing it's but every time they remake it they they refine the recipe the way that they brew it to make it better and better which is what you guys are doing with the new material now so now you know what your recipe is but you can fine tune it to to make it even more without waves no that's a that's a good analogy to use i think that's pretty applicable in this case so it's always about beer with me (laughs) yeah yeah i'm yeah so have you always been like a a big craft beer person like what originally got you like what what spawned i guess the 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 podcast and and combining that well well i started touring that summer slaughter tour i drank a lot of natural ices but i also (laughs) drank some sierra nevada for the first time and blue moons Uh, i was in uh, atlanta at the old masquerade and there was a little convenience store that me and christian donaldson my guitarist walked to we drank some of those and i was like what is this hoppy profile flash forward a few years here in montreal there's a beer called uh, yakima ipa from le castel hoppy beer and then it just spiraled 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 until the, the fact that i realized that i wanted to talk to fellow metal musicians about their lives and musical sharing craft beer for most of my life that's awesome. <laughs> for over 400 episodes now i think it's pretty cool <laughs> back to the the post progressive um label do you find and you i like to ask interesting not interesting but shitty questions sometimes uh, has it held you back at all the genre like being undefinable is it something that's held back the band in any way when you're like booking tours or trying to put packages together uh, is is it something of like a limitation not being so clearly definable i think it can be interpreted uh kind of both ways uh and, and in one way sure maybe it's been a little bit more difficult depending on like the branding of a certain tour you know and how you'd potentially fit in at the same time with there being uh, you know, variety 
uh, in what we do. Um, there's a lot of bills and tours we potentially like fit on uh, and complement. You know, so it's 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 yeah, it's it's probably a combination of both in in that respect. But like post progressive, that label is really kind of like the label that we've really only been able to to put over something that's it's because it's not just post progressive but at the same time it's like i personally don't know what else to call it you can call it <laughs> alt prog you know you can call it uh we get called metalcore a lot i don't say yeah i i don't the whole genre things is is very complex and that's why i'm tackling it so much with you is because you cryptopsy we get hit this, with the same thing all the time that that we're you know we're at, at the base level of everything we're a death metal band right but we do so much more than just square cookie cutter death metal. So, Oh yeah. No, like you guys have like so much fucking groove compared to like what you would think of like just your, again, cookie cutter, like death metal way of going about things, which is why Flo just started calling it extreme music, um, which fits in with morbid angel. Obviously they also like to use that too, but, um, yeah, the genres are something that was created for the music industry to classify everything, to sell it uh, appropriately in, in compact disc stores uh, so that everyone had a section and I guess they would monitor sales that way. But nowadays, if you look on, like I'm on Apple Music, there's a metal button, you know, like <laughs> I think it's interesting if you look at stuff like that. Metal's an umbrella that can cover a lot of things. Hey, what's up, Vox and Hopsheads? I just want to take a little moment about Cryptopsy's upcoming tours. That's right, I'm talking about the Scream of Perseverance tour and our headliner dates that coincide with that tour called As Summer Burns. The Scream of Perseverance tour is kicking off at the end of May and runs all the way until the end of June. We are supporting the mighty death to all. We are going all over the United States and we are hitting some of Canada. So excited to be honoring the legendary music of death alongside amazing musicians that performed on these albums. Even more stoked to be doing some headliner dates in some cities that I've actually never played in. If you are planning to come to any of these shows, you should definitely grab your tickets by going to voxandhops.com summer and you will be able to grab all of your tickets there. That's voxandhops.com summer. Do it, people. Come hang out with me. Enjoy life, metal, and craft beer in your hometown. Come to a show. We're going to have a great time. Now, enough about all of that. Let's get back to the episode. Something that's really important for me that I've been talking a lot about throughout the past year on the podcast is mental health and uh, your lyrics really, really tie in a lot of stuff with that. For Comedian, you mentioned that uh, there's humor in human tragedy and uh, you go through a lot of that throughout your lyrics. Talk to me about mental health and the importance of it for yourself and what tactics you use to make yourself feel better if ever you feel like shit. Absolutely. Um, I'm a highly anxious person and that can vary to certain degrees depending on, you know, stress levels and things like that. But like, um, therapy is a great thing to do. If, if you feel like you're at a point where you need to talk about things with someone, uh, coming from an objective point of view, um, who can also provide you with tools to, you know, help mitigate, you know, some of that, that, that stress or anxiety. And so that's something that, you know, I, I do try to put into practice. Uh, I've especially tried to put into practice uh, more recently as far as just kind of getting into 
a groove of incorporating it more into routine, you know, um, and making sure to take time. The world moves so fast. We're so constantly inundated. And yeah, it's really, really important to just take any time that you can for yourself, no matter how short it is, like just any time where you can just kind of just exist and be without there being something else in front of you or in the way. Um, that's a big, big thing. And that we talked about a lot of those themes on, on comedian for sure. You know, um, that was something that kind of, there is a kind of like a, a thread of, I feel kind of anxiety through, through the whole, whole record, whether in the, the way the vocals sound at certain times. Um, yeah. Even just the guitar tones and things like that. It, it can be a pretty frantic record at times. So. Absolutely. Is that uh, something that like you figured out that you, you needed to talk to someone and you did that and then you felt okay. And then the world just overwhelmed you. So you had to set in routines for yourself to, to keep yourself at a level of comfort. So you're not being destabilized by the fast moving world. Yeah, I think it's, and it's more so like it's, you know, prior to going to therapy or if you haven't gone before, I think a lot of people will look at it like, Oh, I can go to therapy for a little while and that'll help me fix, fix is the word. Yeah, you're right. When in reality, it's just maintenance, you know, like depending on <laughs> we're old cars. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, it really is. You know, it's like, I'm, I just turned 37 a month ago and thinking about where I was, you know, even, even 10 years ago and my tolerance, you know, for stress and anxiety or like fight or flight situations. There is a point where like you get to a certain, certain point quicker between that one and 10 scale of kind of feeling that anxiety. And so, um, yeah, I would say definitely over the past couple of years, I've kind of gotten a lot closer to 10 faster in certain situations. So you have to go through and you have to like put in a little, it doesn't take that much work. It's a little bit of work here and there just to kind of keep yourself at bay. And, um, my girlfriend's a therapist too. Not that I talked to her about my problems specifically, but, uh, it is kind of fascinating to, um, you know, she, she graduated from, uh, grad school, uh, last year, uh, and is working as a therapist now. So even just some of the um, practices and, and, and things like that, that she's learned, that she's utilized herself, that she shares with her clients and things like that, it's all very useful. Well, we're humans and we're not perfect and it's okay to not be perfect and it's okay to to take time to, to recharge ourselves and work on ourselves. And, and you know, if you, by writing a record that, that touches on so many things helps open up someone's eyes about that and and then they take the steps that they need to to make themselves better and to keep their car uh, running smoothly if we're going to keep going with that analogy um then that's fucking awesome i think it's 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 super positive uh the world does move really really fucking quickly now uh, the internet is a dangerous dangerous yet beautiful place uh i i Put all the power to you for, for using your voice to to help others. I think it's really, really cool. Oh, thanks. Yeah. No, it's just uh, if you feel like you could benefit from something like that, you just try, try it out. You know, it doesn't hurt. It certainly doesn't hurt. And the whole band was on board once you, you came to them with this concept. Because it's not a concept record, but it there's like interwoven things that do sort of branch between each song that, that comes back around and stuff. 
Yeah, I mean, it wasn't um, necessarily something that was presented like this is how we're going to do it. Like all the songs kind of naturally, uh, even if I'm just speaking from a lyrical standpoint, like sometimes when I'm writing something, I don't quite know what it's about till I've written it, you know, completely. Yeah. Isn't that cool? Yeah, yeah. And so it, it, it's, it organically manifests. Um, same thing with when we're writing the, the music too. And that's, that's genuinely when you know it's, it's, it's real and it's good. It's like when you can, um, you know, feel it where it's almost like it just comes out of you and you, you don't even realize it. It's three hours later and you've written something <laughs> and you're like, oh my God, yeah, this is exactly how I'm feeling. Where, where do lyrics come to you? Like what, where, where do you do you actively sit to write? Uh, is it while you're sitting in your car driving? Uh, how, how do you come about with your lyrical writing process? Um, you know, if we're, if we're working on a song, right. You know, one of us comes in with a collection of riffs and we're starting to kind of organize it. We're still one of those bands that will, will you know, sometimes we'll do the work at home. Other times we'll, grab a couple riffs and actually jam it out. Um, but yeah, depending on what we have there, uh, it starts with a melody, you know, like sometimes I will hum or sing a melody and won't quite know what the words are yet, but I know what the, the hook is. And Interesting. So it's always clean vocals first and harsh second. Actually, sometimes it includes harsh. Um, I'm not screaming at full blast when I'm in my car driving around humming, humming melodies. Uh, but like at the same time, um, you know, if you, yeah, if I'm thinking of a hook, but it's like more of a screamy hook, you know, that'll come out, but I might not know the words quite yet, but there are instances where I will just say a line and then that's ha that happened on comedian. There were several lines that just sort of came out. They were what they were. And then I was like, Oh, okay. So that might be what this song is about oh and the, the, the lyrics come out and, and that those are the lyrics that stay and live yeah yeah and so in some very it, cool you know it depends it depends on the, uh, on the tune and you know your your frame of mind but yeah <laughs> i think that's i have to like sit and actively say i'm writing a song today if not i'm i i it, i just won't do it <laughs> i have to carve out time to to make it happen and then that that works better for me yeah absolutely that in itself too is is a great practice you know like like i uh, that's something more recently i've been trying to do um just because uh, you know a lot of times it's more efficient of course um <laughs> and if you have the time uh to 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 do that like and sit down and really just separate and I, I did that like two weeks ago. I was just like, you know what? I'm going to sit down. I'm just going to try to write a song all the way through. And uh, I did, you know, and might might be something that's used, might be something that's not. But at the same time, it, it kind of gets your uh, uh, gets those muscles, you know, going. You know? Speaking of muscles, um, I'm doing a new segment called Fight the Hops, where I ask my guests to tell me about something that they are working on, a small goal. It could be physical, it could be mental, it could be career-wise, uh, that they hope to achieve within the next month or so, let's say. Month, two-month, three-month goal, something achievable, something obtainable. What are you doing right now to fight the hops? What am I doing right now to fight the hops? I am, well, uh, musically or just in general? It could be anything. It's, 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 I've had people tell me that they, they want to look good naked. I've had uh, people tell me that they, they, they want to get something. <laughs> it wasn't, but but uh, do you do you know Garrity? Uh, yes, yeah. So Gary, our drummer, uh, toured with Garrity and Wolfhammer, actually. So were they in a band together? 
Uh, Gary did a tour with Wolfhammer, uh, and then I think Garrity was playing bass with them. Uh, yeah, the exactly. So Garrity... No, 100% Garrity was at Wolfhammer, yeah. Garrity, um, Garrity sometimes wants to look good naked, yes, but it was not Garrity. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, a, he's a fun personality. He's the best. But, um, yeah. But uh, in general, like, um, uh, I'm going to refinance my student loans soon, uh, so that's something good. Uh, and then uh, musically, I'm going to... Um, put into practice i think what i was just kind of talking about i want to we've already written roughly like four tunes for whatever we're putting out next and so um between what zach and i kind of have separately uh i think the goal would be to try to get uh at least one or two of those done in the next you know month or two or whatever the case or at least presented to the band where we can start demoing and stuff like that amazing is it a goal sort of to get new music out quicker because of the success of comedian um yes and also quicker just because historically we've always we've gotten better every time we've done it and done it quicker but we want to get something out quicker just for the sake of just being more efficient and things like that like comedian probably would have been out sooner uh except we were just finishing like recording the record right when covid hit uh, and so that was sort of like okay well Let's just see how this plays out. We'll mix it, you know, take our time with that. And then, you know, obviously, we know how that rolled out. So, so, so it's, not, it's not Steve, Joe, that's that's breathing down your neck for a new record. No, no. <laughs> Steve, you might come tonight, actually. Oh, cool. You tell him I say hi. Yeah. I will. I will. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so. Amazing. It's true. He's up there. It's true. <laughs> I just, I'm just picturing Steve Joe on his phone. Give me the fucking record. Like, no, he's not <laughs> no, he's like the that nicest at all. guy ever. <laughs> Prosthetic is a cool label. Um, they have uh, eclectic stuff, which is awesome, uh, with bands like uh, Volcandra, uh, you guys, Undeath. You know, it's. I think it's cool that a bunch of. Uh, different stuff is coming out on a record label so so cheers to steve joe for for keeping the metal scene alive and that umbrella that i was talking about before is 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 healthy and alive at prosthetic and i think that's fucking awesome uh you i love making collabs i've made probably 60 to 80 in the past four years for the podcast i have 30 more of them coming up this year um if you to make your own collab for yourself or without waves what would it be hypothetically a wine it doesn't have to be alcohol related it could basically be anything i've made teas i've made coffees what would be the perfect collab for you uh a wine would be awesome uh i would really like that i've been really into red wine uh the past past couple of years a good pinot noir would be really cool um, but it would take, you know, um, you know, m maybe we'll do something like that down the line. We did get to do a fun collaboration, uh, when the record came out, um, Kuma's Corner. Yeah, um, I love them. In, yeah. Great, great people. Uh, our bass player, John actually works for them, uh, really? at their Schomburg in the suburbs. Yeah. That's but, amazing. Um, they've had my, they've had one of my collabs on tap before with the Miskatonic Brewing. Oh, nice. Awesome. Awesome. Two of them, I think maybe actually even, yeah. They're good people, and uh, obviously their food is delicious. And they they made a burger for us uh, when the awesome. record came out. What, what so, was the burger? Uh, what do we have? So we had a fried egg. We had uh, cilantro. We had we had this like pink sauce on it, like this sort of oh to go to go with the 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 album cover. 
Yeah, yeah. So it was like a like a sriracha aioli or something like that. I forget exactly, but um, but yeah, no, it was really it was really good. And then what did we do for the cheese? I forget the cheese. Um, either way, it, it was really tasty. They did a great job. But, so. That's awesome. I think that's super cool. And cheers to Kuma's Corner for being the most metal burger place probably in the world. Indeed, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ottawa has a close competition called the the Coven, which is a ran by a very cool dude in Ottawa. Uh, and there's a Cryptopsy burger on that one. Uh, <laughs> What's the Cryptopsy burger? Um, I think the, what did they put? They put I think it's smoked meat or something. It's totally not the perfect Cryptopsy burger because one of us is a vegetarian and I'm a vegan, so it's it's definitely not the perfect Cryptopsy burger. But all the power to the the Coven crew for for including Montreal band Cryptopsy yeah, yeah. at the restaurant in Ottawa. I have one last question, classic Vox and Hops wrap-up question. Uh, it probably doesn't happen to you very often because, uh, you know, well, maybe it does because you enjoy red wine and every once in a while you make the bad decision of opening the extra bottle late at night um, because, you know, we all own those like that takes all the air out of the bottle and we just never use yeah. it. We never use that. I don't use that. <laughs> <laughs> so when that happens, you know, what is your hangover cure? Oh, man. Um ramen oh yeah you're not the first person to say that yeah uh i had actually for the first time my uh girlfriend introduced me to it and there's a place in chicago there's two places that i like but there's a place in chicago and logan square uh called wasabi and then there's another place uh in wicker park called oystar both are very very good um but yeah there's like a spicy garlic miso at uh wasabi that like I don't know, on a cold winter or fall day, you're stumbling in like Sunday afternoon, you feel like complete hot, wet garbage and you eat that and just it all melts away. Like it's just such a, it's such a warm, welcoming meal, you know, like it's, and it's really, really, really good. They got great pork belly there. Very cool. It's the salt it gets you. That's that's what saves you. I think it makes you want to drink and be more hydrated. Anthony, thank you so so much for hanging out with me, talking about life, talking about music, talking a little bit about craft beer. Uh, everyone, go check out Comedian if you haven't already. It's a, a killer, killer fucking record. It was very close to making my top 10 last year, despite the fact that I discovered it so goddamn late in the year. Really cool. I re-listened to it today, and I was like, oh, yeah, I really like this. I need to listen to this again. So I'm going to. Uh, Anthony, thank you so, so much. This was great. Uh, massive cheers to you. I hope uh, you know we can keep hanging out. But you got a show to play, so you should go do that. Massive cheers. Indeed, yeah. All right. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. Take care. Hey, thank you all so much for listening right to the end. You know that I love and appreciate that. Man, I am such a huge fan of Comedian, this record that Without Waves dropped. Uh, I'm stoked that they're writing new stuff. Massive, massively stoked about that. Really, really am happy that I discovered this album because it just goes all over the place and it touches so many amazing musical genres and experiences that really resonate with me. Massive thanks to Anthony for taking some time hanging out with me before playing a gig. I hope the show went super well. I hope Steve Joe was there. And I hope you told him that I said hi. And I hope if you're listening right now, Steve, I hope you're doing well. I can't wait to see you again. Massive, massive thanks, Anthony. Go check out Comedian Without Waves. Trust me, it's an amazing record. Now, if you enjoyed this Vox and Hops episode, you should sign up to the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast's mailing list. You can do that on my website, voxandhops.com. That's V-O-X-A-N-D-H-O-P-S.com. And when you do that, you shall receive one email a week that will contain all of the details of everything that has happened recently in the world of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast. You can see which episodes I dropped recently. You'll get 
see which episodes I have coming up. You will get to hear about any projects that I have in the works before I announce them to the public. And you will get to see which albums the Vox and Hops album review crew have reviewed recently. And you'll get to see which albums Jerry Monk, Vox and Hops' metal architect, has added to the Brutal Awakenings playlist. Trust me, if you're looking for something new to listen to, the Brutal Awakenings playlist has all of the new best music. The playlist is available on Apple Music and Spotify, so do me a favor, sign up to the mailing list because there's always a lot of stuff going on in the world of the Vox and Hospital podcast, and I hate when you miss a single thing. The Vox and Hospital podcast is brought to you by Sound, Talent Media, and Evergreen Podcasts. I hope you have a killer rest of the week. I will be back on Friday with another episode with Fred, also known as Chaos from Von Dogma I. But until then, remember to enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. Cheers, Vox and Hops heads. Hey, this is Aaron from No Simple Road. I'm inviting you to come hang out with Apple, Mel, and I as we talk with the musicians, artists, chefs, authors, and beyond from the world that turns us on. We're reaching into the improvisational music scene, the psychedelic culture, the festival world, and getting to know what makes the people tick that create those scenes. Come join us on the long, strange trip over at No Simple Road.